Hello, everyone. My name is Nahum Siegel, and this is JM Rewind. And today we have an opportunity to go back to an interview from May of 2012. Many of you have heard the news that the uh, longtime rabbinic giant of the Flatbush Park Jewish Center, Rabbi David Halpern, passed away this past weekend. And uh, four years ago, uh, escorted by our good friends uh, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum, Rabbi Halpern came to our studio at JM in the AM, and uh, this was at the uh, at the time that they were celebrating 60 years at the Flatbush Park Jewish Center, and we had an opportunity to speak with him about his incredible career and about the uh, historic synagogue that he led. So now today we have an opportunity in his memory to go back to that day in May of 2012 when we presented my conversation with the late Rabbi David Halpern. Well, whenever... Uh Whenever uh, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum walk into this studio this time of year, we get nervous because the last time that they were here, we were talking about Pesach. <laughs> so we get very worried. But Larry and Ronnie both said, no, 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 no chametz questions, no medical questions. We're just uh, going to be doing something extra special here this morning with a very special guest. And sure enough, it is a very special guest who's visiting us here this morning, not quite sure how many, if anybody else, has served as a rabbi for uh, 60 years in one congregation. But Rabbi David Halpern is, of course, uh, ready to celebrate uh, 60 years. Their big dinner is coming up. We will give you all the details. The Flatbush Park Jewish Center has had um, Rabbi Halpern at the helm for the last 60 years. And uh, we are here today to celebrate to commemorate and to pay tribute to one of America's great rabbinic leaders. Rabbi Halpern, this is an honor to have you here at JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. Sixty years. I jokingly said minutes ago on the air that you claim that it went by pretty quickly. Obviously, we never discussed that. So so I, I, I used a little host license, so to speak, to put those words in your mouth. But in some ways, I'm sure it has gone by pretty fast, no? Well... When I look back over the years, from the beginning to now, it's really three-quarters of my life. But um, they really have gone quickly. There have been years of accomplishment, I say it modestly, uh, building a family, building a congregation. We started um, very humbly. There are 50 families who were part of a group in a community called Flatbush Park. It was a development. Uh, all the houses were cookie cutters, <laughs> but they are beautiful plots of land, 50 by 100. So today we have mansions on those very same spots. But in those days, um, everyone was young and confident. There was yeah. a lot of confidence and a lot of working together. You know, shuls, synagogues, neighborhoods, communities <clears throat> go through a lot of changes, especially in the period of time that we're talking about. And it, it, it is not only an accomplishment, but I think there's also a little luck involved and, and situations uh, that go one way or the other to have a vibrant community and a vibrant congregation for this length of time. I have seen many communities uh, go in many different directions. Yours has been uh, remarkable over these six decades. They used to say that a Jewish community lasts about 50 years. Right. Uh, Brownsville, East Flatbush, um, uh, and plenty of other boroughs I, and, and places. Well, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, when I think back, I um, my mother's may she rest in peace. I feel her spirit has guided me. Uh, she passed away very young, as did my father in their fifties. They didn't see this, but um, they're always in my mind. And uh, I've been very fortunate. I have wonderful Balabatim, two of whom are sitting right next <laughs> to me. They are good people. <laughs> who are willing to carve out niches of time from their personal lives, from their professional, their business lives, and devote it to the synagogue. Right. And we've had that from the very beginning. People who cared about the shul, uh, were there rough spots? Of course, their personality conflicts once in a while. But looking back over that it's been a very 
smooth ride. Was it so? Was it a rough start, though, or not? How would you describe the very beginning? I don't, well, it was rough because we didn't know what kind of congregation we were going to be. Mm-hmm. I came as a rural recruit only three months after I received smicha at Yeshiva University. Married at that point or not? No, two years later mm-hmm. I was married. But I came as a young bachelor. In fact, um, one of my balabatim had his eye on me for his daughter. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry he was disappointed. <laughs> but uh, at, at least he didn't uh, did lead the effort to get rid of you at that point. <laughs> n- at no, least I he, hope. He was very nice about <laughs> oh, it Baruch because nothing was ever really said. Right. It was just... You knew that body language that was going there on. There was an inkling there. <laughs> now, these um, young people were really not orthodox in their practice. Right. But many, many of them came from orthodox families. They came out of East Flatbush, primarily, and uh, built their homes and their families here. After one year, we decided we're going to be an orthodox school. Uh, during that year, that first year, I was uh, teaching in the Hebrew school. We created a Hebrew school, mm-hmm. an afternoon school. Um, we, we created a daily tefillah, mm-hmm. besides Shabbos and Yantav, which was a given from the beginning. Can't over- overemphasize, we should say this to the young rabbis out there, how important the daily minion is in the growth of a shul, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It took one of our family, first family members lost his wife. And he had purchased three homes for his children mm-hmm. right where he lived also. Therefore, there was a, Four a, a, a cluster, mm-hmm. if you would. And when she passed away, his son had to say Kaddish. And he approached me, and I said, this is the, this is the beginning. And we went ahead from there. Rabbi David Halpern is here, Flatbush Park Jewish Center. The uh, 60th anniversary banquet is coming up. We're joined by Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Nachum. All right, details first. What date is this big banquet going to be taking place? I'm proud to say that the banquet will be taking place Sunday evening, May 20th, on Yom Yerushalayim, which is certainly an appropriate way to celebrate such a wonderful milestone for our shul and for our rabbi and rabbanit, who are the core of our community, the core of our Jewish center. There you go. Um, now, the, the, your, your wedding must have been, I assume it was local. If it was local, you probably had the entire shul there, right? I would guess. Or, or it doesn't work that way back then. <laughs> or you don't remember back then. <laughs> no, well, I do remember it was in the Kingsway Jewish oh, Center, so right which was there, brand right? new at yeah. the time. And it was a marvelous affair. We had several of the leaders, as we had subsequently when... Our children grew up right. and bar mitzvahs, and they're all married, Baruch Hashem. The shul becomes children. one big happy family, huh? It does. That's, uh, that, that is, that is my the recollection. F- that, that is the fact about Flappish Park Jewish Center. The Rabbi Halpern at the helm always welcomes in all the new mishpachas, really built the Milbasin community, the right. Georgetown community, would not be the way it is if it wasn't for Rabbi Halpern and Flappish Park Jewish Center, a, an Orthodox shul uh, in the community, over the years have done such wonderful things, raising money for Israel, Israeli bonds, Triple SJ, uh, the rallies that we had. Um, uh, I remember in 67 when the war was going on, we were standing, packed the shul outside. There was um, speakers outside the shul raising money for Eric to stroll during the war. Um, the things that Rabbi Halpern has led over the years, uh, the Vaderbanum of Flatbush, uh, the things that, that they have done with kashrut and and uh, with uh, um, uh, when people pass away and, and the, with the funeral homes and stuff that they've instituted. And Rabbi Halpern was at the helm of all these things for 60 years, Baruch Hashem. Just, um, when you talk about Flatbush Park, it is a family. It is a real community. And uh, the rabbi has, uh, over the years, we have a free Talmud Torah, educating kids in the community, coming in, uh, no charge. Um, uh, over the years, thousands of kids have learned Hebrew and learned, uh, you know, about being Jewish. You know, they attend public school during the day, and the parents are not sending them to yeshivas and stuff. And we have a free Talmud Torah for the kids to come and learn about what it means to be Jewish. We have sports uh, for the kids. Um, many years ago, the shul made a decision um, to build a building for the Talmud Torah and a gym so people could play ball. Some other shuls made catering halls and stuff like that to raise funds, but the membership under Rabbi Halpern's leadership decided to do it education. Um, just uh, every night we have uh, people coming to play ball, kids coming from the public schools, you know, put on a yarmulke, go play sports. 
Um, we have uh, it's partners just a, in Torah. Partners right. in Torah. We have, uh, just evening, we have classes for men. We have classes for women. We have youth groups in the shul every Shabbat. Um, Akiva Abramowitz, your former guest. A product. He is one yeah. of our own. We're so proud of him. Our Dafla Kare was blessing with, with, with this wonderful news. These are the ty- these are the people that, that live in Mill Basin, and we're, we're proud to say that we are longtime um, uh, residents of the community since uh, since we were married, which is just a few years ago. Right. But Larry grew up in the, in the community, and it, and he. Rabbi is happened to be my bar mitzvah lessons. Um, uh, you know, just uh, how did he do, Rabbi? Did all right? Yeah, it was it was a nice bar mitzvah. He really learned how to lane. You should hear him down for the Amid. Larry, Very nice. thank you. Not as good as you, Nachum. I, I say, I, try. I say also yes. that I had the pleasure of uh, being at the bris for the three boys, wow. and then for the bar mitzvah, which took place in our shul, right. and then under the chuppah. That's what sixty years does for you. Right? You can see across three and four generations. No I remember his. Father may rest in peace, a powerhouse within our shul, a driving force for um, more Yiddishkeit, and he was a wonderful mouth filler. You should know, marvelous voice. As Rabbi Halpern said, the community has grown since he began. Our shul, for lack of a better term, was always considered the mother shul in the, of the community. Right. Th- there was a small shtibel, there was also a, a not orthodox shul in the neighborhood, but it was always Flappish Park but that was at the core. And because of us, We've branched out, and we have now 10 Orthodox shuls in the community, wow. including Sephardic shuls, several uh, Lubavitch congregations, and they all started from us. Those were our people who felt who, who got their beginning in the, in the building in Flatbush Park, were influenced by Rabbi Halpern and, of course, Mrs. Halpern, who's, who's her, a true Ezer Konegdo. She has been in the trenches with the rabbi, together with him, at every simchat, every unfortunate Sad situation, but we prefer to focus on the positive things at every bris. She's right there with him, a true partner in life, and a a, a friend to everybody in shul every single Shabbat, always greeting everybody. And that's how the Halperns were. They were always welcoming of everybody in the community, and that's why the community grew so so rapidly and so well. They they welcomed all the Carpathian families in the neighborhood. We had a tremendous influx. It, it, approximately 20 years ago of Russian Jews who were very traditional in their background. Many of their children have, have, have settled in the, in the neighborhood, bought homes, and have become even more traditional and more orthodox and much more to the right than, than many of their parents. And it's, this is all a tribute to Rabbi Halpern and Mrs. Halpern who made all of this happen for us. So and Rabbi Halpern does not hesitate to share the big uh, tribute with his wife on the uh, night of May 20th. She is my partner. <laughs> She is my most severe critic, but I welcome it because I've always improved because of what she has suggested. She's a very intelligent and uh, discerning, uh, understands people, and I think that's a, a tremendous asset to a young rabbi and even an older one. Oh, no question. A, a, uh, a quality spouse helps ambitions come true, wouldn't you say? Helps them move so. along. I believe so. Yeah, I'll second that. A couple of thoughts as we discuss all this here this morning. I'm come, I come from a rabbinic family, as you know, and a couple of things come to my mind. Number one, you, you, you mentioned uh, we, we have always known how the Birnbaums uh, and others, I'm sure, as well, are very involved in the shul and take their responsibilities to the community very seriously. And then you mentioned Larry's father. How many times do my kids... Uh, ask me about somebody who's very involved in the community, and I say, let me tell you about their parents, and let me tell you about, and of course, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and if anybody out there wants to know why certain people are addicted to their shul, or why certain people uh, uh, go ahead and uh, you know commit so much time and effort to their shul or community, take a look at their parents, and chances are you will see a lineage of tremendous commitment to the community. That's the first uh, thing. Uh, I certainly agree with you, but I, I just want to add something that uh, people become connected to our shul, and we stay connected with them. We have a database of perhaps uh, 1,500 or 2,000 families that pass through our doors. They grew up here. Of course, children got married. They don't all stay in the community, and they go across the country. I know a young doctor in California who was one of our, (laughs) and he communicates with me regularly. And I have found, by speaking with them, that they find it very difficult to connect with a new shul. Right. It's not the same. Right. It's just not the same. 
and the, uh, the letters that I've received from youngsters who grew up, people that I meet at Hasanis and other places, I know you. I remember you remember my bar mitzvah. He says to me, <laughs> "Out of a thousand bar mitzvahs, some I do." Right. And of course, they're very happy. Well, you know what they say: you can never go home again. And people yeah. uh, they pine for those memories, no question about it. The other thing I wanted to mention was that I want to say it's amazing, but I overuse that word, and it's probably inappropriate here anyway. But it's incredible to me that uh, that the, the successful rabbis out there in the Orthodox community. They they know and they and they uh, carry through the key ingredients. We mentioned the Talmud Torah, knowing that our future is Jewish education. We mentioned the debate of catering hall versus youth center and and uh, catering to the youth, but to put it in, in a funny way. And the youth are the key. It's it's reaching out to the kids. That is the that is that is the way. Not only just not only a future for our people, but a way to keep them connected to the community. It's these factors that. Uh, that rabbinic leaders of your generation have have implemented that have really kept the American Jewish community growing the way it is? Well, there are successes. Uh, there should have been more successes, but very often it's because of the parents uh, of those children who point them in other directions. But I, I, we have one of our Balabatim who grew up and was by Mr. Nashua, one of the founding families. I remember his parents uh, very well, may they rest in peace. He is Abal Tfili. He's a graduate of the Talmud Torah. He davens so beautifully. We call on him every second week. He, and he is an example of what we have been able to accomplish in the Hebrew school. And there are people in New Jersey, that I, families that I know, where their children are uh, one family out on the island. Um, the daughter is the president of Hashul. <laughs> Homegrown. girl who grew up in our community. Homegrown talent, as they say. Yeah. Really amazing. So, Rabbi Halpern, if someone would ask today uh, what's next for the community as you see the changes in Mill Basin and you see what's happening, uh, looking back but again looking forward at the same time, what would you say? Well, we're becoming more orthodox. There is a synagogue on Ralph Avenue not too far from the shul which used to be called Temple Hillel. Today, and it was conservative, today it is an orthodox shul they changed the name a little bit, Congregation Beth Hillel, <laughs> to establish their own unique identity. But uh, this is what I see happening. The younger people moving into the community are more from more educated, and their children, of course, go on to yeshiva right. as they grow up. Um, but the competition out there is also very strong right. in terms of the other synagogues. Um, they all perform a, a unique function or there wouldn't be a separate synagogue. Right. We have, in the Sephardic community, we have two Syrian synagogues, one Moroccan and one Taimani. So each one has its own All niche. in Mill Basin? Yeah, yeah. We also have three Lubavitch. I don't know what separates one from the other, right. but uh, we know them all, and um, they add a certain element to the community as well. Their own spark, their own... We read their communications, and we are inspired, uh, in some cases, uh, to enhance our own programs. There are ideas out there. Unbelievable. But uh, the community is definitely growing as a Jewish community, and uh, we hope that the future will be very bright for us. Is it... Um is it a bad thing that a lot of people are now growing up not having that feeling of a large shul with a you know one big massive center of activity? Is it that important uh, in your estimation that that be part of a young person's life in our community or the synagogues that are forming and the smaller ones are good enough? Well, some of the uh, young younger families are in our shul. Right. And, so they're getting uh, that feeling. And even if they don't come on Shabbos, some of them come during the week mm -hmm. and part of our daily minyanim. So they feel connected. They know what's happening. We're not a secret. It's very hard to hide four <laughs> buildings on Avenue. And um, th there's a place for them. They're always welcome. No one has ever asked, how come you weren't here last week? Right. That is not a question that we ever asked. And if it's four buildings, was there a period of time when the major expansion took place? Was there like one key was era? Or, the, uh, around 1960, we occupied our first building. Right. The most important speech of my life was when they auctioned off the land, the city owned it, yeah. and the builders came, 
And I made a speech about how we're not going to build any supermarkets there, that we're going to build a shul, a Jewish center for the entire community, the whole Jewish community. Nobody bid against us. Wow. And we got 14 lots for $33,000. One of the best sermons of your life, huh? (laughs) That's it. That's my make or break speech. That is great. And in 1960, we opened up first uh, the sanctuary building and uh, the adjacent Hebrew school building. In 1967, I believe, we built our uh, gym building, which had 10 classrooms and three early childhood rooms. And then in the late uh, 1990s, we built the fourth building, which houses mostly the Crown Heights Yeshiva. That's pretty recently. well, no, they've yeah. been with us for 30, uh, over no, 30 years. No, meaning the building, late 90s, oh, the building, that's pretty yeah. recent. Yeah. Right. That was the last major construction, Jeez. and we used up all the land. Unbelievable. Hashem, we used it for that purpose. It keeps on going. Larry, you wanted to say? Yeah. Um, also, the, but I, what I'd like to bring out is that Flappish Park is still the center of the community over there with right. Rabbi Halpern at the helm. We have a, uh, a day camp, um, we have a day camp oh, during the well summer. Flappish Park, Jewish with Center Day Camp. Uh, glot kosher with uh, hundreds of kids right. that come. And Torah, uh, program. Torah programs. And, and uh, where other p- camps are taking, you know, coupons and stuff like that. We don't take that. We keep the, the place, uh, you know, uh, yeshiva dick, um, uh, swimming pools and etc. All types of events keep the kids happy, but also Torah. Right. Um, we have uh, partners in Torah meeting. We have um, learning for women in the morning. We have two minyanim in the morning. Um, it's uh, it's just the shul is really the center. From all the other shuls, everyone comes to us to play ball. Uh, on Shabbos, we have youth groups for the kids, where the other minyanim, uh, other shuls in the area. Um, the kids are not so welcome, the little children who are running around, they're all welcomed by us. We have uh, groups for them, and we give out prizes. And, you know, people, uh, it's really the center of the community. People come Matsi Shabbos to play ball, uh, the young men. So really, we, we reach out, we do Kirov. The Talmud Torah, we still have a Talmud Torah. How many uh, shuls? Still have a commentary. There's public schools in the community. They're Jewish, a lot of Jewish families that are not affiliated at all. And we have our Talmud Torah free because we know sometimes, you know, we took uh, the uh, Rabbi Halpin took the responsibility of making sure that this is funded properly. And we have all these kids coming from public schools. We bust them in if they're far away and we give them a real Hebrew education. It's not just, you know, you know, learning, but every soul that we save and make them Yiddishkeit and prevent intermarriage and stuff like that. Um, it's really wonderful, and we've been doing this from the beginning. Under the rabbi's leadership, um, the shul has just grown and been wonderful. Um, you should also remember, by the way, that um, even the rabbi has always had a lot of foresight. When uh, going back, probably close to thirty years at this point, when um, it was before my our first son, Rabbi Kenny. Big shout out <laughs> to Rabbi Kenny, and, and of course his wife Lisa and Sar. When he was first born, there was no air of a mill basin, mm. so. We, we, Larry and I spoke to Rabbi Halpern, and we said, perhaps we should be thinking about this, and he did. And, we, and because of him, we have a wonderful Erev in Mill Basin to service the Makes community. Makes things a lot easier. When, when there was a need for Hatzalo in the mm. neighborhood, it's Flatbush Park that houses the ambulance for uh, the Hatzalah. We do the major fundraising events for, for Hatzalah. We host their tremendous Chinese auction, and it's all because of Rabbi Halpern. All of these things don't happen on its own. You have to have somebody with with the foresight, with the with the knowledge, with with the, with the feeling for the community to know what does this community need, where are we going, and when he saw that these things were important to the community, to the congregants, he acted on it. Uh, Sidurim with the Russian translation, uh, Hebrew and Russian. Yeah. Um, classes for teach Hebrew to people who don't know Hebrew. Um, just uh, just things that just keep happening and happening. They do not, as you know, Nachum, do not occur by themselves. It's <laughs> with the help, uh, with the leadership of Rabbi Halpern, that all these things happen over the years. And sixty years, Kanina Hara, is just 
one rabbi, you know, he keeps saying, you know, maybe it's time for me to retire. And we're saying, no, you can't go. You have to stay and you have to lead us. And, you know, you are you are Flappish Park. You are the Mill Basin community. We and are not a stagnant community. We are constantly moving, growing, oh, it sounds progressing. Very yeah. It's very, very active, young community. It's it's wonderful to be a part of that community. And I am the dinner chairperson. And I'm oh, so – I've been the dinner chairperson <laughs> for quite a few years. But this is – like the 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 crown. You want everyone this. to come through. For I this want one. everybody to come through mm-hmm. together with my 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 co-chair Paulette Lechman. We work together on this project. I would be remiss if I didn't mention her because she's aside from a very dear friend, an v- extremely active uh, community member and uh, a trustee in the shul. We are out there working the phones, calling people, sending emails. We have a wonderful board chairman, Jeff Pomerantz, and his wife, and several others, and our, our president, our uh, vice president, of course, our benefactor and uh, uh, vice chairman, Dr. Alex Roft. I'm sure there are many people in the community who, and outside of the community mm-hmm. who know of him and of his tremendous uh, generosity to many Jewish organizations. It's, all of us together have decided that we are going to make this a banner year. It is a 60th anniversary, and it's. it's, it's and if you live in Chicago, or Florida, or California, send in your ads, make a nice tribute, thank the rabbi for all the wonderful things that he's done for you and your family over the years. Rabbi Halpern, please. Uh, yes, uh, on a different note altogether. One of my greatest pleasures in the rabbinate is that I've been able to do chesed. Because of the length of time, the people I know and the people who have crossed my uh, paths I've crossed, uh, I'm able to uh, outsource, if that's a <laughs> term to use, uh, the help that is needed. I had a call yesterday morning. It stays in my mind. A young couple is in marital problems. They're separating. And um, the husband um, called us. I know the situation. We've been dealing with it for several months. Uh, but it reached a point where lawyers are being hired. And he's, he doesn't have any money for lawyers. Could I do something? His friend called me. And I thought a while. And I came up with a name. An interesting person in his own right. He's a lawyer. His grandson had been graduated from Atamatora 15 years ago. And he was so appreciative that all our shots of matzah that we give out to the children before Pesach, when they have their model seder, we give them each around matzah. He donates. That's his donation. Uh-huh. So I called him, and I told him the situation. He said, tell him he must see me. He must have a lawyer. It is pro bono. He will never see a bill from me. Make sure that he comes to me. And he gave me the three numbers where he can be reached. And I'd like to add a word to young rabbis who are just starting out. When I look back to my early years and the middle years and even the latest years, I had two wonderful mentors, and I think that's very important, that you can go to someone and be confident in the advice that you are given. The first mentor was my cousin, Dr. Bernard Lander, Sechot Sadek Leprocha. Amazing man. Uh, at that time, uh, Toro didn't exist. Right. We're talking uh, 55, 60 years ago. We would speak every shop every uh, week, and every Shabbos he would review with me what I'm going to do and show me where I can do it better. So he was a very important factor in my life as I continued in the wrapping it. Uh, the second mentor was a master darshan in Yiddish and in English. I knew him from my teen years. He was the last musmach of our Shloyma Hyman in Tardavadas, mm-hmm. where I studied in the yeshiva and in the Masifta. His name, Rabbi Philip Harris Singer, Olaf HaShalom, who had a program on the radio right. every Friday. Mm-hmm. Some of you may know it, your audience. He was a wonderful person. He served as the president. He served the term as president of our rabbinical board of Flatbush, even though he lived in Bensonhurst. <laughs> we accepted. We spread the borders. <laughs> and I spoke with him very frequently. Uh, he's a Bucky Batoida, Bucky and Talmud. And um, he was a tremendous influence on me. 
and help me professionally as well. So young rabbis should heed that advice. Huh? Find a good mentor. No question about it. Rabbi Halpern, it sounds like the last 60 years have been good ones. They have been very good ones. They've been filled with bracha for my family and hopefully for the community as well as my paid associates. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have been so proud. <laughs> Unbelievable. 60 years. Rabbi Halpert at the Flatbush Park Jewish Center. Thanks to Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum for accompanying uh, Rabbi Halpern in and uh, telling us so much about the amazing Flatbush Park Jewish Center and the community. You're listening to JM Rewind. My name is Nachum Siegel, and that was our conversation four years ago with Rabbi David Halpern, who passed away this past uh, weekend, uh, at that time celebrating 60 years at the Flatbush Park Jewish Center. Uh, next up on JM Rewind, uh, we go back to just a few days ago when Shmuley Unger, a, a young Hasidic singer, was in our studio and debuted some of the material from his brand new album. It turned out he uh, uh, afterwards had a very successful concert in Israel during Cholamoid Sukkis. And again, this conversation is from just before then. Shmuley Unger on this edition of JM Rewind. Shmuley Unger is visiting us in our studio. He's got a brand new CD. It is entitled Shmuley 2, and it's a presentation of Naftali Schnitzler, and we will speak with Shmuley Unger coming up on a music-filled Monday morning here at JM in the AM.
MS Vamuna, it uh, opens up a brand new CD from Shmuley Unger, who visited us here this morning here at JMM. Good morning and a good yard to you. Good morning, Nachem. Good morning. Gemach Simatova. Oh, mine, you too, Gemach Simatova. Shmuley Unger is from Muncie, New York. Yeah. I was doing a little history with you just a few minutes ago. Mm. You've spent some time and have been an expert at places like Monroe. Correct. London, yes. England. I've learned in London, yeah. In 2006, I was there, or seven. And now you're back in Muncie. We're back in Muncie. Uh, Shmuley Unger has uh, a brand new CD entitled Shmuley Unger, a uh, Shmuley Two, I should say. And uh, so, first of all, Mazel Tov to you on this. Thank you. Uh, it's Kim Menachem Mazel Tov. I'm engaged. I just became engaged. Mazel Tov. Yeah. When's the Chasna? Do we know yet? November 23. Amir Tzeshem. Very nice. You'll Mazel. be there. You'll be there. There's Rav Tzeshem. <laughs> where, where, where's the young lady from? From Williamsburg. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. So a Monroe, a Muncie Williamsburg uh, connection. Something like it, yes. Nice. Monroe Muncie Williamsburg. Right. Very nice. Mazel tov to you. Thank you. It should be a good year, Tufshin Ayn Zion. Oh mine. Um all right, so and and in addition to that, you're going to be in Israel Wednesday night Holomoid. You're part of a major concert going on at Binyaneho Ma, yeah. which is uh, of course a massive uh, a convention center and concert hall in Yerushalayim. I see you did your homework. Yeah, and you'll be there Wednesday night. Uh, a lot of big stars, I'm sure. Amir Tashem, we're going to have there Surulik Adlid, Adela Samet, MBD, and a surprise guest. I'm not allowed to say who, but something hmm. really good. Like, I'm, I, I'm the most nervous for that guy. Interesting. Who wrote the song we just heard? MS Vemuna was written by my producer, Naftali Schnitzler. I haven't seen him in a long time. You haven't? He That's looks great. You should see him. <laughs> I <laughs> have not seen him in quite a while. And uh, and uh, so he writes this. Uh, did he write everything for you on this? No, or? no. He wrote this one, and that's the only one. I have a few songs from Moshe Laufer. Ah. A few songs from Pinky Weber. Nice. From a guy, uh, Bucher, wrote me a song. And uh, from Barry Okhak Shur, I have a song. My Yisrael Adam, very nice. Uh, what else do I got? That's basically it. A lot of good material, huh? Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And uh, and who performs on this aside from you? I mean, you know, wh- where in Muncie do we get musicians and and you know people to actually perform these selections on an album? The music was done in Israel by Moshe Lau for most of it, and the choir was also done in Israel by Moshe Roth by Herschel Brisk. And Mamoshe Kroos, which he's a Monroe, he also did a little bit of choir, and uh, but most of the music was done in Eretz Yisrael. How long have you been on the Jewish music scene? Uh, f- I would say maybe like two years, three years. And how did this happen? Like, how did you, uh, how did you decide it's time to release some albums and get out there? I didn't decide. People <clears throat> would ask me in the past, when are you releasing an album? And I, w- I would tell people, I'm not going to release an album. I'm just a wedding singer. I just want to make some money and just move on. <laughs> and just things happen. How long have you been a wedding singer? Since I was a bucher, like 17, 18. They allow that. I don't know if they allow it. I just did it. <laughs> you just went ahead and did it. Yeah. <laughs> and it went well, obviously. It didn't go well in the beginning. It's very embarrassing. But, you know what? Uh, Interesting. Yeah. All right, MS Munu was the song we just heard. Where are we going to next? What uh, what selection should we play for everybody? I'm thinking if 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 we should play my favorite song or Makala's favorite song. Ooh. What do you think? Well, we know the answer to that question. <laughs> Always defer to the Kala. All right, and track eight. <laughs> track eight is My Yisrael. Yes, My Yisrael and written by Barrio Hakshor, one of my favorites. So, where is he from? I think he's from Israel. He's a very, very artsy guy. I remember he, uh, uh, when he wrote it to me, he didn't want to give it. He was going to put it on his own album. He sings by himself, whatever. And I told him I need to have this song. And Mamish Kormitsuras, he gave it to me for a nice price and everything, but it was worth it. One of the most colorful young people in Jewish music, Shmuley Unger, is visiting us on a Monday before Yom Kippur. This is JM in the AM. Thank you. 
Shmuley Unger's in our studio Monday morning, heading back to school and back to work with a JM and the AM edition, and uh, the brand new album is entitled Shmuley 2. It's an Aftali Schnitzler presentation, brand new. Uh, that's called Mayu's Throne, the song you just heard. So it's uh, it's time for you to release a music video, huh? Yeah, we're releasing this morning a music video, actually. Uh, how will people access that? How could they find it, and what's it called? It's, the song is called Rachmana. Okay. This is what we did. Perfect uh, for this time of year. Yeah, it's a sliches. It's a beautiful video of uh, people davening in a shul. Oh, you're putting it on. Track two, yes. Oh, uh, track, track six, actually. Track six. What am I uh, saying? Excuse me. Track I, six. I blew it. It's track seven. It's track six. Oh, it is track six. Yeah. It's track six. We're live on the air? Yeah, we're live, all right. So we just did a mistake live. Yeah, so this it's happened about a million times before. Don't worry. It's beautiful. Trust <laughs> me, it's not the first time. 
Uh, so Rachmana's in the background. What it has the? Uh, what you do? What how'd you shoot the video? What's the storyline behind it? We had a guy from Israel come down. He had a whole script, yeah. and uh, we we rented like a beautiful shield. It's called the Bialystok shield, right next to the Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah, it's right on the Lower East Side where we are. I was never there. It's, uh, it's you, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. You did the video in the main sanctuary. We, yes. Wow. Yes. And we had some different footage in a hospital and outside of the building, people coming to Sliches and uh, the old guy waking up, people knocking on the door. The Vecker. The Vecker, yes. And they also had like a cell phone, it, it's ringing alarm, Sliches. Right. So they showed the, the, the age 100 years ago, how they would do it, and then right. 2016, how we do it. Whatever, it's a very nice video coming out this morning. How do people get it? How do people access it? It's all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Snapchat. So whatever, check your Telegram. page on Facebook? Yeah. You have a face. Facebook page. I have a Facebook page, Instagram page, and Twitter. So and anybody who thinks that people from Monroe and Muncie don't have Facebook <laughs> pages, that's incorrect. <coughs> incorrect indeed. We have it all. Cerule Mayer, actually. Ever the Cerule Mayer? I certainly have. He does all my marketing for me, and he's on top of everything. I hope. i got to check Twitter. He was supposed to send out a tweet about JM and the AM and about the video and about everything. He does. He's, he's, do, he's doing an amazing job. How many people that you know, what percentage of people that you know have Facebook pages? I personally am not on Facebook a lot. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm more on Twitter. But how many people I know that have social media? How many people that you hang out with have Twitter handles? Everybody. Oh, Everybody has. Everybody. Amazing. Yeah. 11 minutes before the hour. It's JM and the AM. This is Rachamana, written by Pinky Weber. Here it is at JM and the AM. <laughs> Shame in the AM. 
Schmoleunger in our studio. That's the brand new video that's going to be out later today. And he says if you just search his name anywhere on social media, you'll be able to access the video and see how they uh, produced a beautiful new video around this song, Rachmana, at the Bialystoker Shul and its surroundings on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. are you singing at weddings? Almost every night. In a busy season, it could be every night. The last wedding you had was when I had this discussion with my daughter yesterday. We were talking about how nobody got, nobody got married yesterday. Nobody wanted Shevarachas and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. <laughs> right. So uh, the last wedding you were at was when? I, I got to check my calendar, but it was... More than a week ago? Yeah, more than a week ago. So no one was getting married that close to Rosh Hashanah? No, no. There were, special, there were bar mitzvahs and bat right. mitzvahs and other kind of stuff. And the moment Yantiv ends, Simchas Torah outside of Israel is on a Tuesday. Do you have a wedding Wednesday? night or not? I have a wedding. I got to be back in New York on the 30th on Sunday. That's Sunday. Wedding, Sunday yes. after Yontif. Yeah. And then it starts. Then you'll be booked for two, three months, right? Oh, uh, two, three months. It's the winter. It's not so busy. But Buddha Hashem, I see Monday is also busy and Tuesday is busy. Wednesday, Thursday, I'm open. Hey, you're going through your whole calendar there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing all your inside information just, with us. Just that week. <laughs> Shmoli Unger is here. Shmoli 2 is the name of the album. Uh, check it out, everybody. Available everywhere, I assume? All the places where Jewish music is sold online by Nigga Music and iTunes and uh, um, what's the, um, the other one? Most of the music. It's all there. Yeah. Go shop away. How's it doing so far? It's going very well. Uh, I'm, I'm into my color very much, so I don't really you know, talk to my producer and the marketing right. team, but they're, every, they're all Too many wedding excited. plans, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you chosen where the wedding will be yet? Of course we chose. It's going to be in Flatbush. Flatbush, Brooklyn. Yeah. Interesting. So Monroe, Muncie, and Williamsburg head to Flatbush for the wedding. Yep. Go figure, huh? We're going to be living in the city, so huh? she, yeah, she works in Barapak. She works at Focus Electronics. Yeah, we know Focus. You do? Oh, yeah. Zevi Silverstein? Sure. Mm. A lot of wonderful people there. Yes, yes. There you go. Do they sell web radios over at uh I'm at sure the they do. They sell cameras and there all kinds go. of electronics. There you go. You see that? I got the whole story now. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone through the whole thing. <laughs> Shmoli Unger yeah. at JM and the AM. All right, we got w- time for one more song. Wait, which is, what's it going to be? There are a total of ten selections. We've been able to uh, play three of them already. All right, so it's either going to be track seven or nine. Mm. What do you What do you prefer, more upbeat one or more like a country one? Oh no, I I, I can't choose. I can't uh, I can't decide. Almost, All right, which one? Track nine. Track nine we, is the answer. We got a winner. It's my my personal favorite. Well, there you go. Uh, final words with Shmoley Younger coming up. It's JM and the la, AM. La 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 la. And then Hashem said,
On a Monday morning with Shmuley Unger live in our studio, you told me that off the air that uh, a gentleman who would prefer not to uh, who would prefer not to be identified. What are you doing over there? Are you playing the song? Yeah, almost. Who would prefer not to be identified? Wrote that song, but boy, he must be musically inclined. That sounds yeah. like an amazing selection. I like that. He wrote me a few songs, but uh, two of them fell out. As I, I listened to over 500 songs, you know that? To put together 10 songs. To put together 10 songs. You listened to 500. More, even more. Emails and people sending me in. I went through with Yossi Green and Pinky Weber and Michelle Grimberger and Itzi Waldner. We sat and we sat and we sat. And we narrowed it down to 100 and then to 50 and then to 20. Yeah, so he wrote me like three stuff. I loved them all, but it had to go. I had different stuff. Yeah. It was left on the cutting room floor, as we say. <laughs> I even have recorded songs already with music and everything that didn't make it maybe on the next album. We'll see. Wow. Unbelievable. Mm. Well, there you have it, everybody. Shmuley Unger. It's a brand new CD entitled Shmuley 2. It's an Aftali Schnitzler presentation, a Nigun release. Mm. You claim it's available everywhere. It is. If it's not, then we've got to talk to Srili Wetzberger from Nigun. That's right. Huh. And we wish you a uh, mazel tov on your engagement. Thank you. Our best to your kala. Yes. Big November wedding coming up. Yes, Hashem, yep. Um, and, um, and good luck on the brand new CD. Oh, my, oh, my. Later today, the, you know exactly what time? We don't know exactly what time. Later today, the video for Achamana. It's out already. It is out it's already. It's out already, yes. How can I watch it? I can go right now where to watch it. Go onto YouTube, type in my name. And it's there. And it's there. Yeah, it's okay. there. I'm going to do that right now, in fact. Yeah? Yeah, can you be patient for a moment while uh, I do yeah. this? S-H-M-U-E-L-I. Hang on a second. S-H-M-U-E-L-I. Shmuley Unger, <laughs> U-N-G-A-R. Let's see what happens. Oh, it has you at a few uh, nice weddings over here, I can tell you yeah, that much. Yeah, I have some stuff. Ah, very nice. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Would this have been uploaded today? It's been uploaded today, yeah, by the... I didn't put it on my on my channel. It's, it went up from the Shaizali channel, a different channel. Mm. You should find it. Maybe put in Shmulianga, put in Rachmana. Okay. It should come up. Searching for the brand new video, everybody. Uh, Shmulianga has a brand new video, Rachmana. Well, I don't have it here yet, but I'm sure at some point today it, it will be, be easily available you and accessible. Me, you want me to get up and try? No, that's uh, right. not that important. Okay. I'm sure people will be seeking it out all through the day, and we'll be following you all over social I'm media. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. 
And I'm curious because, uh, as you said, it was filmed in our neighborhood, in the beloved Bialystoker Shoals. Yeah, so. he was so nice to me, that Rabbi, what's his name? Rabbi Ram. Rabbi Ram. He's amazing. He's a gem. Really nice because I, I, I tried calling a different uh, uh, other synagogue. Yeah. And everybody gave me a hard time. There's a board and there's a got to talk to this guy, the president. <laughs> they gave me a runaround. But he, he came through. He was there for me. I wrote him a check for the shield, you know. Very nice. But uh, he gave it. He, he gave us the shul. It was really nice to Very us. Very nice. Mm. Uh, Shmuel Younger, pleasure meeting you. Likewise. And really. a gemar chesimatov to you. Oh man, a gemar chesimatov to you, Nachem, and for Gans Klalisrof and all the listeners here on JM and the AM. Oh, I, I, I used to listen to this like when I grew up. It was it would work in my house all the time. In Monroe. In Monroe, my parents would uh, always always. Uh, Tune in they it. were the ones listening in Monroe. Yeah, I remember my father would come, whatever, Halamoid, <laughs> and he would like make Irish pies and make breakfast, and Jamie in the AM would work. I remember hearing a 90 from Sully Ginsberg from London. Right. And I was like, wow, 90 is playing on the radio. He must be a real superstar. Good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks so much for visiting. And again, Shmuley Unger, it's the brand new Shmuley 2. Uh, we had a chance to preview it for you right here at JM in the AM. That was our conversation from a couple of weeks ago with Shmuley Unger when he visited the JMNAM studios. My name is Nahum Siegel. I remind everybody that coming up on December the 1st, the Nahum Siegel Network is going to be going all digital. Make sure you are prepared with our NSN, Nahum Siegel Network, iPhone app, Android app, uh, our listen line, web radios, your Bluetooth setup, uh, every method that uh, your computer, of course, every method, of course, that will continue to carry uh, the JMNAM radio program, and all of our great 24-6 programming on the Nahum Siegel Network. All, all the information available to you at NahumSiegel.com, and I thank you for listening to this edition of JM Rewind.